0: happening everyone this is zach i am your host on zach to the future and today's episode we are going to review and we'll find out if clue is a classic um i went to a special screening of it last friday uh you may have been able to see a picture of it on the podcasting couches instagram which is podcasting couch no podcasting underscore couch boom you're welcome Um, I'll just run through the rest of the contacts since I'm here, uh, on Twitter at Zach's movie show on Facebook, Zach to the future and Gmail at Zach's movie show. Boom. There's all your stuff right there. If you want to get in contact with me, um, like I said earlier, I'm going to review clue, uh, I'm also going to talk about some breaking Star Wars news uh, in a second. But before that, I just want to go ahead and get this out of the way because it's super exciting in my eyes. Um, last week, we reviewed it. And if you listen to said review, you know we love it, um, myself and Brooke. Um, it's quite interesting how, um, in my eyes, uh, how people are taking this movie because some people are like, oh, it's not that scary, but I think it goes beyond it being a scary movie I think it goes into it's a great movie and maybe I didn't uh, give that Too much play in my review last week. So maybe I'll touch upon it just a little bit right now like You know the kids in this movie are fantastic uh, Finn Wolfhart is f- Amazing. That's the kid from uh, Stranger Things, and everybody else in it was awesome. It almost felt like uh, The Goonies. It felt like Stand By Me. It felt like all these other things wrapped into a horror movie, and that's Somewhat my favorite kind of genre, in a way, uh, a sub genre. Like when I look at the Dark Knight, like I don't look at the Dark Knight as a comic book movie. Um, if you ask me, my favorite comic book movie of all time, it's Avengers because that's very comic booky, saving the world and you know all the superheroes. But Dark Knight came across as a crime thriller trapped in a superhero's world. And when I look at this new movie, It, I look at it as, you know, the Goonies stuck in a horror world. Like, weirdly, not that you could do it with many more stories unless if, you know, you do branch out. I mean, I could watch these kids on adventures all the times, and I know that's not what we're going to get, nor do we need. But I really enjoy this film. Other than being a horror film, it looks like one of those movies that I'll watch multiple times. I'm going to own it. I want to see it in theater again. Um, it's going to make my top ten uh, of the year uh, easily. And I just there's, I just I think it was well done is it the scariest movie that i've ever seen absolutely not but there are a few moments in the movie uh like the projector scene where i just lose it like it was done so well um but i bring this up is because over the weekend it made 123 million dollars at the box office it's the highest grossing rated r horror movie um for a weekend it's number two of rated r of all time uh deadpool's the only thing that's beaten it and like it's got more records that it's going to beat i hope this second weekend it makes a crazy amount of money and i think it's on the path of being the most money a horror movie is made i mean I don't see it beating Six Cents, which I think's just under three hundred million, but uh, domestically. But I definitely think worldwide, it has a chance to do it. And like I said, I think it deserves it. I mean, it, The Conjuring. Those are the movies I think of as like the best horror movies of recent memory, and I really do think that this film stands out. It's definitely one of those movies that you wanna go see in theater because it is such a fun ride that you never get a break between scary and funny. Those are your two emotions that you're gonna go through while you're doing this journey, this dramatic journey that these kids go through. I don't know why I'm reviewing the film again, but that's what I'm doing. I'm like defending it even though it made all the money. Um, I just I just wanted to congratulate it for its huge weekend Um, and there's been a lot of people talking about it It was like you know uh, the the hurricane that hit Florida and I'm hoping everybody's okay but like that was um, that from what I heard I think it's like percent of the weekend revenue comes from Florida so it goes to think it's like how much could this movie may have made and hopefully this weekend it does have a stellar second weekend I'm hoping it makes between 35 to 60 that's my uh that's my range and I hope it does it uh, but uh you know congratulations to it uh moving on from there uh like I said earlier I was going to talk Star Wars news J.J. Abrams is now the director and writer of Star Wars Episode Nine. Colin Trevorrow got kicked off a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, rumor has it that he's um, gotten an ego. Like, since Jurassic World, he's developed a semi-little ego because, you know, his crap don't stink. He made Jurassic World, and that's cool and all, but I don't think that you can walk around expecting to keep a job if you're going to do that. Now, that's just rumor. I don't know, but we do have a new director and writer for Star Wars Episode Nine, J.J. Abrams, who directed Episode Seven, The Force Awakens, and I think this is a stellar choice. Um, the internet's hit or miss on it, and you know I don't understand why when J.J. Abrams, who directed the m- most money-making movie of America of all time, nine hundred million dollars. Number three, worldwide, what is the problem with bringing back a guy who... There's a reason why people want to go to that movie. I mean, yes, Star Wars, most epic movie, I would say fantasy, sci-fi ever made, uh, a franchise. But, I, I mean, J.J. had to make a good movie to get that to happen because there were movies like star wars episode one through three where people yeah it made money it made a butt ton of money but it didn't break records like how this movie did um i think this is a perfect choice Uh, i mean if we're going to play it safe to complete this trilogy it's the only route to go other than ryan johnson which he said he wasn't going to do it just a day ago And I understand that. I mean, if he has uh, other passion projects he wants to do, I mean, he stepped out, uh, he directed Looper, which is a fantastic film if you haven't seen it, and then made, uh, apparently so far from rumors, that episode eight's really great, so... I think this is a real neat idea because usually, you know, what comes to my mind, something like The Avengers, like Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron, both directed by Joss Whedon. I enjoy both films. I do feel after watching Age of Ultron a couple of more times, it's not as memorable as the first one, not to say that it's a uh, bad movie, but... I wonder if, you know, going back to back for Joss, like if that had any problem in a way, you know what I mean? Because when a director returns, like Steven Spielberg, who did Jurassic Park and the Lost World, I mean, the second one usually isn't as good as the original. So this is interesting to me. You know, J.J., he's he came in, directed uh, episode seven took a step back he's had three years to chill basically and now he's going to come back into this world i feel fresh-faced and i think it's going to work out i definitely feel jj abrams is the man that should direct episode nine if you don't feel that way tweet me you know it zach's movie show uh hit me up on facebook uh zach to the future and uh, we'll talk about it but this is Zach to the future and I am traveling to the past baby um, Friday in uh, the area that I live in we have this theater called the narrow and it's really great um, for the past, I, I I don't even know how long, but I've noticed in the last few months that they started this thing called Flick It Friday, and they're showing old films. Um, you know, like they showed Blade Runner, and uh, coming up is The Professional. But uh, this past Friday, they uh, showed Clue. And going into this, I wanted to see the reaction from... Moviegoers. I love this movie. I really do. I don't want to be biased about it, but, you know, I tell my friends all the time that I watch Clue more than I probably should. I would say in recent memory, I've probably watched it two to three times a year. But I mean, like, I'll, I, you know, if I want to put on a movie to fall asleep to, this is the film that I fall asleep to. I, I enjoy it from beginning to end I don't think it's boring it's fun to watch the interaction between all these characters it's just a really good time so going to see this in theater I wanted to know what I was going to get and it was really cool they did it up like people came in costume they had the front of the theater look like a library uh, from the movie so they really went all out there was um. A local comedy group, uh, Push Comedy, uh, Jay Steele talks about it uh, on Take It Home, our sister podcast, brother podcast. I don't know. It's a podcast. But, um, you know, they came and did, like, a little uh, mystery theater thing before the movie. So, like, they really just brought out the nines for this thing. So, while watching it, I found myself laughing because I love Tim Carey's character, um, Wattsworth. You know, there's so many good actors in this movie, like, uh, Madeline Kahn, who played Mrs. White could possibly be my favorite out of all the like characters of the game. Professor Plum, Christopher Lloyd, Mr. Green played by Michael McKean. I actually, I think I was a Mr. Green guy. I think I am a Mr. Green guy. I mean, his his character is a little more slapstick in this movie than a lot of the other ones, but I really, really loved him. Um, Martin Mole as Colonel Mustard and uh, Mrs. Peacock, played by Aline Berman. Like, everybody did a wonderful job and they all played off each other well they had great chemistry uh this movie was directed by um jonathan lynn who uh <laughs> he directed my cousin Vinny. like this is pre my cousin Vinny, and like he is a great comedic director so I mean, you can obviously see, like, the birth there. And then John Landis. John Landis wrote the story to this movie, and Lynn himself helped as well. So you have both of these guys doing this. And I don't know if you know John Landis. John Landis has a pretty big uh, career in the, the comedy world. He uh, directed Coming to America, The Blues Brothers, Animal House. So this, this is really... A big big casting crew for this movie um, and I guess recently for me I've been questioning if this movie's classic or not because it's one of those things when you go on Rotten Tomatoes and you see that critics didn't love this movie it, it doesn't have a tomato but it seems to carry a fan base that everybody loves so I don't know whether or not, at the point before seeing the movie, if this movie is classic. And after getting out of the theater of Flick It Fridays at Nara Cinema, I think it is. I think Clue is a classic comedy. There were so many kids, there were so many young adults, and so many old farts that loved this movie when we watch it. And I think there's no doubt in my mind that this movie is as good then as it is now um everybody was quoting it has a lot of moments that you just are roaring laughing and then my favorite part about seeing this movie in theater absolutely before the movie um the hosts told us that we were going to watch the version that had all the endings, which if you, if you did not know, there's um, multiple endings to the movie that in the original theatrical release they only showed one in theater. So you had to go to multiple showings to see all the endings. While well, when it came out on VHS, DVD, now streaming, uh, they put all the endings on it. You know, cool. But when we watched the movie this past friday Um, i guess they selected just a random ending and we only got one and for me that's what i wanted to pay for that's the movie i wanted to see because i didn't see this in theater i grew up on hbo watching it and then owning it on dvd and now streaming so i wanted to see a different version that i wouldn't normally see and i only got one ending if you're wondering, I can't, do I spoil? No, I'm not spoiling it. Because just in case, if you're one person that didn't see it, Scarlett did it. Um, so that's the ending I got. Clue is a classic. You should watch it, and it's a great time. Uh, thank you for listening. Once again, podcastingcouch.podbean.com to listen to all the episodes we put out. You can also search for us on iTunes. Just search the podcasting couch. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Zach's movie show. I'm on Gmail. Yeah, I'm on Gmail. That's how, (laughs) that's how much I'm on it. I'm just on it. Uh, at Zach's movie show, Facebook, Zach to the future. Thanks for listening. And, uh, we'll catch you down the line there.